Welcome to our podcast. We're your hosts, Annie and Mariah. We're unraveling life one conversation at a time, and we'll leave nothing left unsaid. Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date on exciting info and our season three branded photo shoot. Our handle is at nlu.podcast. Hey guys. Um, So it's been a minute. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, love. (laughs) In our last episode, we said we'll we'll be back in two weeks for our season finale and here we are. Literally so many months later. So many months later. And um, it is what it is. We... uh, We've kept you waiting long enough, so let's just uh, jump right into it. Yeah, so we just wanted to say thank you, first of all, for sticking with us for these first two seasons, listening to us, showing us love, sharing our podcast. Yeah, thank you guys for just sticking with us and being around as we navigate being new podcasters and also just our own lives because you know, podcasting is something that we do as a hobby and we think it's really fun and we enjoy doing it together, but we're also moms and we work and we have other things that are going on in our lives. So just trying to balance it all, uh, has been, you know, an adjustment, (laughs) an adjustment. Yeah. We won't be back until probably what January. Yeah. We're thinking just start the year fresh. So I feel like part of the reason we haven't been back is because we've both been going through some changes in our Mm -hmm. lives. So that's kind of put us on halt for recording. I don't know. Do you want to talk about your big change? Should I go first? I don't know. What do you? I I can start. So it's hard. I'm like actually still processing everything right now. So I don't know how to, I'm one of those people where it's like, I don't want to speak it in existence because I don't want to jinx it. But I also feel like you have to put it out into the universe for it to happen. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm in the middle and I'm trying to figure out which one I need to do because it's all actually just really fresh for me. So I was working, uh, you could honestly probably say like four jobs. And now now I work two, uh, three, I work three. Um, so one job is no longer a part of what I do right now. And I, I, I will get into, I think, specifics next season because again right now it's just really fresh um so I one job I'm not a part of and it was a job that I really loved that I was thriving at that I was making good money from and then all of a sudden it just uh kind of eggs out of my life abruptly so again we'll talk about that in more detail at at another time in another season um but the whole situation was really fucked up. So that's that. And then now another job that I have is a job that I have decided to, uh, it's like my time is up. It's a decision that I don't want to make or I didn't want to make, but it's a decision that I mentally needed to make in order to be, I guess, I don't want to say like an overall better person, but for my mental health, for me being a mom, for me being there for myself, like I needed to, I need I needed to start cutting away things that were just too much and that were too, I want to say, I guess toxic on my plate. Um, so now I'm trying to be hopeful because I have other things that I'm trying to um, fill those voids with that I want to actually be doing that I think are good for my mental health um, job wise. And so I'm trying to take the necessary steps I need to, but I also I'm just an overly cautious person. So I'm trying to make sure that I don't fuck up along the way because now I don't have room to fuck up. Yeah. 
if that makes sense. It does. And that is very applicable, I feel like, to a lot of people because the change that I went through, I was feeling all the same things that you were. It's like, you know, like you don't want to step away from this because it it's such a big part of your life. And then you realize it's it's just not worth it anymore. And to acknowledge that and to be able to take a step back from that and move away from that chapter of your life, it's hard. And then, you know, you, you're constantly questioning yourself. Am I making a mistake? Am I doing the right thing? Like, should I go all in or am I going to fuck up my life by making this decision? So I feel like that's a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Um, and you can probably relate to it too, just because when like you being a nurse, people are, pro- I'm sure there's so many people that are like, oh, being a nurse is such a great job. You make great money. You're, you're, um, it's structured. You're on a schedule. Like, you know, this and that. And people are like, people have probably like shunned you for making a choice to step away from it. And that's what I also, it's not that I'm worried about that. It's just that I don't want to hear it because it's my life and not theirs. So it's like, yeah, I, I was doing good. And this was something that I love. And I, this is the thing is like, I love this job. I just have to step away because it's my time. And, but it's not like I can never do it again. Like there's opportunities where I can go back to it. And I think that's what is keeping me so like head above water because, um, I was really upset about it and I was crying about it. And I was like overthinking, overanalyzing and kind of regretting my, my feelings. But after talking about it with my therapist, after coming to the decision on my own without other people's opinions, influencing my choice, um, I'm just like, I have to do this. It's what's best. And I can always come back to it if I want to. Exactly. And that's, I think that's the main point of it all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like with, with anything new, you can try it out. And if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to whatever you were doing. It's not just because you're making one decision in your life doesn't mean it's the decision that you have to follow through for the rest of your life. Totally. You know, and other people's comments do not help because you're, you're already feeling like somewhat guilt Mm -hmm. for making such a big change in your life and stepping away from certain things. So like having other people chirping their opinions, it's just going to make you feel worse. You know what I mean? So I feel like the best thing to do is kind of stay silent and quiet Mm -hmm. about what you're doing. And then after all is said and done, it's like, well, I've already made the decision. I can't do anything about it. I totally agree with that. I totally agree. And that's something that I I actually implement that a lot in a lot of my day-to-day life because it's like, it's a decision I want to make. It could be anything from the fucking meal I want to make for dinner to a job career or whatever. Like, I think it's important to think about it on your own before asking for opinions from other people. And then even if you've asked for opinions, like, okay, cool, but just sit with it for yourself. Like, don't let other people influence your choices. So for me, that's where it's hard because one job, I didn't have a choice. Um, It was just abruptly brought to me that I was no longer going to be working for this company anymore. And then the second job that I love is a choice that I'm making myself, which I I haven't told anybody except for the one person that needs to know about this decision. Well, actually, I've told like three people at this point. but. Aside from that, like, I really thought about it before I kind of was, like, open to talking about it with friends and other people. So 
I think, yeah, I think that's important to just like stay silent if you're making a big choice, especially if it's a career. And you found a TikTok that said something about like career changes being bold. Um, so why don't you like tell everybody that TikTok that you saw? Because I, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. So, you know, of course, TikTok just listens to you when you <laughs> most need it. You know what so I mean? So scary. And uh, so I was, you know, I had just made this big decision in my life and I came across TikTok saying, because, you know, my parents very supportive, but at the same time, they still have that worry in their head, like, okay, this isn't, you know, what you're going to be doing is not going to be a consistent income like you've been used to. This is just going to be a change. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. going to be a whole lifestyle change, a whole life change. And they're they, they worried about it. And they're like, you know, you should still do like a work from home nursing job. That way you're still like in the nursing field and stuff like that. And the TikTok pretty much said, what I am today is not what I have to be for the rest of my life. You know, if I'm, for example, I went to nursing school, I chose to be a nurse. That does not mean I have to be a nurse for my whole life. That means I am a nurse for Mm -hmm. sure. I'll always be a nurse, but do I have to fulfill that role for the rest of my life? No. Right. You know, my big change, just for those of you that don't know, I decided to take a step back from nursing for several reasons that are my own and decided to pursue something that has always been a part of my life and has always been like a silent passion of mine. So unless you know me, you, you probably wouldn't know this, but I'm big in real estate and you know, I'm, I took the steps to get my license for that and, you know, pursue that for right now because that's what works for me in my life. And Mm -hmm. just because I am making that decision to, become a real estate agent and put my nursing license pretty much on the back burner for right now does not mean I always have to sell houses from now on for the rest of my life. That's what I have to do. You know what I mean? It's like, I can always go back to nursing. I can always, I could go for a third career. Like I could go do literally. You can literally go do anything. So basically the TikTok was saying you can do anything that you want to. You are not your titles pretty much. If you want to make a career change, do it. You'll be okay. And then it also said too, like, you know, if you're not happy with what you're doing in your life right now and you have enough money to just kind of sit and like think about what it is that's going to make you happy, something that you want to do, something that you've always wanted to pursue, but you just never sought it out, Mm -hmm. take time off. It's okay to take time off. It's okay to you know, restructure your life. It's okay. Like you're going to be okay. You can always make more money. You can always, you can always do the things that you hope to do. Yeah. This is, it's not off topic. It's just kind of like going off of the, um, the sit and settle and like think for a minute is it's so frowned upon for people to either quit a job or be let go from a job or their positions cut or something where they're no longer working and they don't even need to be on unemployment. They can just be, like you said, have enough money in their savings where they can sit for maybe a month, maybe two months and just kind of like live on, you know, like kind of floating by, but it gives them time to mentally get it together of what they need to do. And it's so frowned upon for people to do that. It's like, oh, you're not working. Like you're lazy. You don't care. Like you, 
you have a kid and you don't have a job, like how are you going to blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So that's just so frustrating because I know people, especially people that have been close to me that have done that for their mental health and people on the outside, people on the outside that are also close to them too are like, what are you doing with your life? Like you're being lazy. You're unmotivated. It's like, no, we're not, not me specifically, but we're not unmotivated. We're just we're trying to break. like, yeah, we're trying to fucking navigate what it is that we want. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with people doing that. I'm fortunately, unfortunately, I'm not doing that right now. Um, I kind of wish that I could do that, but I obviously can't. Um, but like, you're kind of doing it or you did do it. And I think, I mean, you had a a child too, so that's different, but I think there's nothing wrong with either quitting a job you don't like, or if you're let go from a job that you loved, I think that, um, there's nothing wrong with kind of sitting in silence for a minute just to kind of recoup and get yourself back together. Because when you're for me, I guess I'll just be fucking open now, but I was cut. My position was cut from a job that I was head over heels in love with everything about it. I was obsessed with, I worked for a company where I helped them do their photo shoots and the creative part of it. And I was let go with no notice. And, um, it was just a really fucked up situation. Like I, in my mind, it's like, I could have finished the week and then been done after that. Or you could have given me two weeks notice instead of just cutting me cold Turkey. And that really fucked me up. And it's like months later. And I still am butthurt about it because I know that that was wrong, but I'm getting better and I'm like slowly getting over it. But I also think that for people that are in that position that I'm in, it's like, it's okay to be pissed off and it's okay to be upset and just like feel those feelings and know that nobody deserves that treatment. Um, doesn't matter who you are, what relationship you had with your, your boss or, you know, coworkers or whatever. Um, but like I've, since that happened, I literally, even though I was still working two other jobs, I still was kind of like sitting in silence amongst those other two jobs being like, what the fuck am I doing? And why did this happen? And then like the hopeful positive part of me is like, what is this making room for? So even though I'm irritated and mad and sad, it's like, okay, well, what did this job, why why did this job leave me where I have this open space now? It's like, what's going to fill it? And so with all of that, I also made a decision currently to kind of like stop one of my other jobs. I can't go into detail about that right now, but um, so Now I'm like, I'm going to be really available. So what is going to be brought into my life now that's going to, I don't want to say fill those voids, but that's going to fill those voids. I try to, I know it's so cliche, but when things happen, I used to have very bad anger um, problems and like getting so mad about things that I could not control. But now when things like that, you know, like you were abruptly let go and you were very upset about that situation, which you have every right to be. I tried to tell myself this was meant to happen. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a reason. Something better is going to come along for me. Something, you know, it's just like if, if anything bad happens to you, you, you have to try to tell yourself this was meant to be and something better is coming along for me. So mm-hmm. now you're going to have all this extra free, free, free time um, to do whatever it is. And I know that you and I have been talking about something that you've been very passionate about for a while. 
And yeah. maybe, maybe that's, that's what's meant for you right now, you know, and that can be for anybody. Yeah. Totally. I, this is, I feel really good about this decision that I'm making. I think, like you said, everything happens for a reason and things kind of, it really depends on your mental health though, too, because if you, if this was happening to me two, two years ago, uh, three years ago, if this was happening to me three years ago, I would not be eating. I would be so upset. I would be, you know, quiet from everyone. I would be isolating myself because I'm like, well, what, what am I doing? Why is this all happening to me? It's kind of not like, I don't want to say poor me, but you would just be thinking really negatively about the whole situation where now I just, my mindset is so much more open. And I really try to think about what is happening for me instead of what is happening to me. And like you said, the ideas that I've had that I've talked to you about is something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. Um, one of the biggest things that just holds me back from doing it really is just like the demographic around where we live. Um, but also too, the demographic where we live doesn't have what I'm trying to do. So it could be good or it could be bad, or maybe it is good. And then I realize I don't want to do it here and I go somewhere else and do it. But, um, I think starting is where it's scary because it's new. So, um, this is something I'll, I'll talk more about in season three, because hopefully by then I'll have a, just a better um, verbiage and a visual for like what's going on. Yeah. Cause right now I'm trying to just navigate it and see if one, I can, you know, financially afford it Two, if it's, um, just to see if it, I guess just to see if it's a smart like business tactic for me to do around here, because it's kind of like me opening a new business in a way. So, um, yeah, that's, that's just where my head's at and it's like fuzzy at times, but Again, it's what is happening for me instead of what is happening to me. And I think, I do think it's okay sometimes to kind of, I don't like play the victim for yourself and be like, oh, I'm doing so much good. Why is this bad stuff happening? Like, I think it's okay to have that moment once in a while, but I think it's even more important to flip the the words in your head to be like, what is, what is making its way for me? And that's how I'm trying to look at it all right now. Like everything's leaving right now. Why is everything going away? It's making me nervous because I'm a single mom and I need to like have food on the table for my kid, but also it could be really great for me and my child at the same time. Yeah. I I think that's a very important thing to note too, that if this were to happen to you three years ago, you would not be in the mindset that you are today and that's Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, some people are probably like, you know, bad shit always happens to me constantly. I can never catch a break. It's one thing after another, but try with your hardest, like to just tell yourself, this is what's supposed to be. This is what's Mm -hmm. supposed to happen. And decisions that you make are your decisions because at the end of the day, it's your life. So just going back to like, people's opinions and things like that and just kind of being silent and taking a step back and making, you know, kind kind of going back to the drawing board saying, what am I going to do with my life? Where am I going to go from here? What's the next step? That's all up to you. Yes. It's great to get other people's opinions and, you know, try to gauge what you should and shouldn't do and if it's going to be a good fit for you. But at the end of the day, it is your life. Totally. That's the point. It is your life. It's nobody else's. So whatever decisions you make, that's that's on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I also think too that 
there isn't like there isn't a right way to do things. No. And never. I yeah, and I think that's also I don't want to say it's a problem that I have, but it's a slight issue <laughs> that I have and I always feel like I need to be on a timeline doing things. Um but I think we're just so accustomed to being taught. It's like we're taught, but we're not actually like in a class taught this, but we're like taught the to norm, like the standard norm. The, yeah, it's just like the blueprint of everything, but it's not really the blueprint at all because there is no right way to live. You just need to do what's best for you. And the whole concept of that TikTok you were mentioning earlier is like making a career choice is really bold, but you don't have to be doing it forever. Exactly. And I think that's just really important to continue remembering. And I am also going to continue remembering that because I think it's really cool to have a million different careers. Like I love that I can tell people it's a headache sometimes but when people are like, well, what do you do? Sometimes it's really hard for me to give them an answer because I'm like, well, I'm a dance teacher. I'm a cheerleading coach. I'm an esthetician. I'm a creative lead. I'm this and that. I, I do po- I have a podcast. Like it's so hard to narrow it down. But I also think at the same time too, it's really cool to be like, I can, I can do all of those things. And I did all of those things. But like right now I'm not a dance teacher, but I still consider myself a dance teacher. I still consider myself a dancer. Absolutely. Um, I am not a creative lead right now, but I consider myself a creative lead because I had that job and I, you know, like it's just who I am as a person. Um, I don't say that I am a podcaster, but I, um, I'll share that I have a podcast. Like they're just little pieces of your life that you can share and you can like, it's okay to say that you've done all those things if you're not doing them right now, you know, like when we're, when we're not in season of doing podcasts, I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast. Like I still tell them and people are still interested. So yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird like transition thing. And when you're in your upper twenties, it's like fucking weird shit. Cause you're supposed to quote unquote, you're supposed to have it together at this point. But it's like, I feel like right now, like 27 is the age where you're actually figuring it out. Yeah. Definitely. You know, your early 20s, you're just, you know, fucking around, living life, having fun. And some people do get their shit together early. Like I got my shit together early. And then look at here I am making a career change. Well, me too. So me too. Yeah. I think we became, I think you became a nurse and I became an esthetician like the same year Mm -hmm. or something. And I think, I think it's great. You know, growing up, I would always um, hear like my parents or my parents' friends or teachers be like, yeah, I lived in, Tennessee for four four or five years or, oh yeah, I worked this job when I lived in California for three years. And it's like, as a kid, I remember hearing those stories being like, oh my God, you lived in California for three years. You went and did this for five years. It's like, how'd you do all those things? But it's kind of like, I'm doing it right now too. Like when Luca's older, I'm going to be like, yeah, I lived in Germany for two years and I worked as an esthetician for X amount of years, or I was a cheerleading coach for five years, or I was whatever. And he's going to be like, wow, mom, that was a lot. But then he's going to go through it. Right. You I th- know? I think a lot of, like you said, the blueprint is go to school, go to college, get married, buy a house, have kids. You know, it's like that standard blueprint. I think a lot of people are nervous to make changes or don't want to because they have a lot of pride in their title. And that's okay. 100%. Like, that's okay. You know, like when I, when I first passed my exam and I was a nurse, I was just so proud to tell everybody, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse. Or some people are like, yeah, I'm going to go further. I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm I'm this, I'm that. 
you know, people are very, which you should be, you should be proud of your titles. But me personally, I don't make it my entire personality. Personality. Exactly. I think a lot of people have a hard time letting go of titles. And that can just be for, you know, because of upbringings, you know, mm-hmm. you you feel like you owe it to your family name or to your parents, mm-hmm. you know, like you spent all this money on your education, you should see it through. Like, I get that. I understand that. But that's kind of deep, actually, because I so when I the current situation I'm going through that I will again discuss uh, next season, Um, I feel like there is a pride thing that's in it. Um, And I think that it actually does stem from um, my childhood and just who, how I was raised. And on top of it being, I would say from zero to a hundred, it's probably like 25% a pride thing. And then 75% truly for my mental health, like I have to let it go. Um, so, but yeah, it's really interesting because I feel like it is who I am as a person. So I'm kind of clinging onto that personality trait that it gives me. But yeah, it's hard to let go for that reason. And it's also hard to let go because like you said, people are afraid to leave jobs or afraid to do things because they're comfortable. And I'm very comfortable. I've been here for years. Like I know the people, I know the ins and outs. Like I know other people in other areas that do my job. So I feel very confident in what I'm doing. Um, but again, I have to just keep telling myself too, like I can come back to this job. I can do this job in different places. I don't have to be doing this job right where I am right now. Uh, but the comfortability and the pride thing is it's almost suffocating because you feel like you can't make a choice because Mm -hmm. it's got a chokehold on you. And that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part. A lot of people can relate to that. I I just know for a fact, because when I, I had been sitting on this decision for probably over a year because I know I've talked to you for, about it for a while. I mean, when COVID hit, that that really did it for a lot of people. And just talking to my coworkers and stuff too, they're like, yeah, oh, I could never leave. I have to, you know, work in the hospital for the rest of my life. And, you know, it's really sad because, you know, my one coworker that had said that, it's, it's a family thing. It's a pride thing. Like mm-hmm. if – your dad was a firefighter his whole life. Like I have to see that through because that's, you know, what my dad had done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But to make a big decision, like when I had announced that I was going to be tapping into real estate, I didn't, my announcement didn't say like, I'm leaving nursing, nothing. It tapped into my background. I said, you know, Hey, I'm a nurse and I've been a nurse for eight years. Well, working in the hospital for eight years and I'm going to do something now and take care of people in a different setting. This is what I'm going to do. And, you know, people commented saying that's a bold career, career change and things like that. But you know, I'm not happy doing what I'm doing. Yes. That's my comfort zone. Yes. That's all I have known for the past eight years is the hospital taking care of people, saving lives, what, whatever you want to call it. Like the hospital has been my safe comfortable place for the past eight years. So for me to make a decision like this was not easy. It had been something that was weighing on my soul for a while. I was like, oh, maybe I can do it on the side and I can still work in the hospital. And then, you know, I got pregnant and then I really had to make a decision. Like this is not suitable for my life because two, at the same time, my husband was also making a life decision. I mean, just for background, he, um, 
decided not to re-enlist. So he's now out of the military. He's doing something. And that's fucking scary. Yeah. Like, that's a scary decision that people don't – people that are not involved in the military, like, they will never understand. It's just – it's a scary fucking choice, especially if you've been in for a long time. Like, yeah, that's bold. (laughs) That's bold. That's bold. So – he had been doing that for six years, but like someone like me, I grew up, my dad's still in the military. Military life mm-hmm. is all that I have known. So even when he was making his career change, it was still affecting me because that's a part of my life that is now going to be no longer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so he's going through his change and our schedules just don't line up anymore. And, you know, we talked it together as a family and this is what's best for us. And, when I first had Remy, I had people, you know, three weeks after I gave birth, like, oh, when are you going back to work? And even you now. stupid ass hoe. You <laughs> stupid ass hoe. And luckily, Adam, I was just like, oh, you know, um, not anytime soon. But Adam would kind of defend me and be like, she doesn't have to. She doesn't want to. Because he mm-hmm. knows in his mind, like, that's A, no one's business. B, mm-hmm. I, whether you know it or not, I actually do a job that I work from home. Like, I have social media Mm-hmm. income or whatever you want to call it but it's like that's my personal business so I right you know you choose to share what you want to with whoever you want to just like you know how you were doing with your business adventures and mm-hmm. all that stuff but it's just sometimes you just have to make the decisions despite what everybody else is saying what everybody thinks of you who you owe something to or who you think you owe something to the pride Sometimes you just – you got to swallow it. You know what I mean? It's, and- it's so hard. And I – you know, my my therapist – this is so – this is so silly. It's like so third grade. My therapist said to me at an appointment – two appointments ago, she was like, hey, I really want you to make a pros and cons list. Like this happens to you. Like the same time every year we have this situation. Um And it's just progressively gotten worse. So let's figure this out. She said, I'm giving you homework. I want you to make a pros and cons list and just really like sit and think about it. Let the pros and cons just come to you. Don't um, force anything. So that's what I did. I made a pros and cons list about some things. And at my last appointment, uh, we went over everything. And she was just at the end of me telling her about stuff and just us kind of venting about the last, you know, however many days or weeks it was since I saw her last, we were kind of going over everything. She's like, I think you already know what decision that you need to make. Cause obviously, you know, your therapist isn't going to tell you exactly what you need to do. She's going to hear, she's going to guide you. But I was like, yep, I know exactly what I need to do. And I'm just fucking scared to do it. And that's, I have to also tap into that part of me where it's like, those are the decisions that you need to make. It's like when you know you have to have an uncomfortable, hard conversation, that's the conversation that needs to be had. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with your job or other decisions in your life. Like you have to fucking bite your tongue, just do it. And it's so scary and it's so hard. And as soon as I had like said what I had said to the person that needed to hear it, I wanted to immediately vomit. And I still want to vomit, but I just know that those are feelings that need to be felt and then they're going to go away and then they're going to make room for other things that will bring me joy and um, less mental strain. Yeah, that's very full circle because I feel like we've talked about this before on a previous episode where you make the pros and cons list 
it's mm-hmm. just it always goes back to that pros and cons list. And, you know, I have friends that it's just anybody. You have friends that come to you for advice and sometimes they'll sugarcoat it and just kind of lean towards what they think you're leaning towards just to be kind. But like so, me as a friend, I'm going to give you the brutal hard truth that nobody will want to give you. And that's kind of like, you know, how your therapist said, you already know the decision you have to make. You just have to make it. And that's incredibly scary. But then once you make it, you either like, yeah, you might feel a sense of guilt or you might feel like a weight has lifted off your shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of feel both. I would say because like, you know, this is the most fresh, like we're talking days it's been since I have not even days, like it almost feels like hours. (laughs) Um, so this is very fresh, but I feel that right now, like I feel a sense of guilt. I won't say that it feels heavy, but I also feel like, Oh my God, after a certain time, like I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to rush from this place to this place. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to do with Luca or like if I have to take him some, like I don't have to worry about that stuff. I'm going to have to maybe worry about it when I figure out this next career move. But right now it's kind of like, okay, like I can breathe again. Exactly. Um, it's not, it's not a million things on my shoulders. So yeah. And I, another thing too is like, what, and this is something that I'm trying to actively teach myself um, through practice. But another thing is that when you have to make that hard choice and you have to have that hard conversation, uh, when you reach out to a friend or a therapist and they tell you, hey, like I think you actually already know what decision needs to be made. It's that moment where you just have to actually trust yourself that you know yourself enough to make that hard choice. And I think from experience, but I I think other people can relate, is that when we don't do those things for ourselves in those moments that we need it, we are like totally checking out from ourselves and we don't trust ourselves. And it's so important to have trust in yourself because if you don't, then who will? Right. And, then, and that's just a hard concept to like understand in your own head because it's it's really like throughout your whole life, it's like you versus you. Yeah. So if you don't trust yourself in making those hard choices, then you're just living your whole life trapped in your own head. Right. And it's scary. And that also relates back to – if you don't make the decision, then you are on yourself for the rest of your life. Like, oh, I wish I did this. I could have totally. done this, but I didn't do it. You know, it's the better to time. say that you, you you failed, but you tried. You know what I mean? Yeah, than to say you never did it. That's that's. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's always, maybe not always, but I feel for me personally, that is the better route. That is the route that I would I would rather take is – yeah. Try something new. If I fail at it, okay, I tried it, and then I wish I, I wish I could have told myself that, or I wish I could have believed that, because I had been told that, but I just didn't care, and I didn't want to believe it when I was like twenty, twenty one, when I was, you know, in a different career back then, and I wanted to do certain things, but I would chicken out and get scared, or other people's opinions would influence me, and I just wouldn't trust my thoughts, and I wouldn't do what I wanted to do because of whatever reason. And now, you know, older adults, upper 20s, like, we, I know that now. And it's so it's so scary. But um, 
I think too, like as you get older and you have to make those hard choices, one, you kind of have to mentally be there to help yourself. But two, it kind of gets easier as you get older because you develop this type of confidence. And I, I guess not everybody has this. So I don't I don't want to speak as like a whole because I know that people don't have this um, trait. But for me anyway, like I get co- more confident as years go on with trusting myself and trusting that I'm making the right choice because I know that even if I'm not making the right choice, I will end up finding a way to make it right. Yeah. And I think once you make that first decision, once you finally learn to trust yourself on that first go about and you figure out like, hey, this actually worked out. It's not Mm -hmm. as bad as I thought it was going to be. Then you start to trust yourself more and you start making all these decisions because you're like, hey, you know, if it doesn't work out, at least I know that I'll still be okay. I'll still be okay regardless. I mean, yeah, we might go through some rough patches, but I'll still be okay. Mm -hmm. I had more anxiety thinking about going to work after I had Remy than I did about staying home. Mm -hmm. And that says a lot because I, I loved my job. Just the environment was very toxic. The, I mean, I I can't work night shift and then come home and try to take care of a four month old. It's just not, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not suitable for my situation right now. And I, I was just so anxious about going back to work. It's just, I don't know, whatever your situation is, I feel like either end of it, you're going to have doubts and maybe insecurities or whatever it may be. But I think once you learn to trust yourself on that first go about, it's, it's easier to make decisions going mm-hmm. forward. I agree. In my heart, like when I made the decision to step away, I felt a sense of relief because I was so anxious about going back to work and what am I going to do and how am I going to manage this? How am I going to take care of my and I think that and I think that's all that needs and I need to take my own advice, but I think that's all that needs to be said. Like that's it. That's the end of the sentence period is like if, if you make a choice and you feel that sense of relief afterwards and you made the right choice. Even if you don't if, though. Yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. Just, like I had been talking about but I feel this for like- so long that when I finally made the decision, I kind of was like, no, I, I'm not – I didn't really make this decision, did I? That's how I, that's how I feel right now. That's how I'm I actually like, feel oh, right damn. Now. No, I, I really made this decision. And then once things started going along and, like, I got with my broker and stuff like that, things were just, like, one thing after another. And I was like, wow, this is all happening really fast. This is – this happened. Yeah. This is going on. Mm-hmm. This is where my life is at. Oh, this is that. <laughs> yeah. I do think though that everybody will get that sense of relief. It might not be immediate. Maybe it'll be like a couple weeks later. But I think at some point between the time you make the decision and maybe like we'll say six months, between the day one and the six month mark, if you feel that sense of relief at any point, then you like should that's your moment to be like, oh, okay, I should trust myself more because I made the right decision. Exactly. Because you're right. I don't think you're right. That feeling of relief won't come immediately to a lot of people depending on what their circumstances. And I guess it didn't come immediate to me. I mean, I'm still kind of processing, but I, I feel like a slight sense of relief, but I still also have that guilt where I'm like, fuck, did I make the right decision? Like, am I going to regret this in a couple of weeks? Am I going to 
be hurting in a couple of weeks, but like, no, I know that I needed to do this. I just have to let time do its thing. And that's the biggest thing is time because you make a very great point. When I had first started thinking about this, it's been over a year. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, it's been a couple weeks, a couple months, and I'm just like tapping out. You know what I mean? It had been a while that I had sat on it, made the pros and cons list. And then for you in this situation, I mean, it had been a thought, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a true thought until like maybe a couple weeks ago. Where you're like, okay, this this is probably going to be my reality. This is the the way that I was explaining it to another close friend was that I felt because I have felt this feeling in a relationship before, mm-hmm. um, where you just feel like the relationship is not for you anymore, and it's kind of going south. So you kind of mentally already check out mm-hmm. before um, before it gets to the point of breaking up. And for me, I had gotten to a point mentally where I was just like, man, I I feel like nothing's going right. I feel like I can't get people where they need to be. I feel like I mentally am not where I need to be. I'm trying so hard, staying up so late, trying to figure out all these things. And my effort is going nowhere because the effort I'm giving is not being reciprocated back to me. There's also a lot of other factors in this job and why I've made the decision that I'm making. Um, But then I was like, then actually a situation had happened where I was like, okay, fuck, am I, should I not make this decision? And then I had met with my therapist and my therapist, when we did the pros and cons list, she literally said to me, well, maybe that situation that came up was meant to happen. And maybe that was the universe's way of being like, all right, it's time. It's time because I will go into detail another time, but this situation that came about had never come about in all the years that I've been doing this job. And then it happened and I was like, why the fuck would this happen when I, one, haven't said anything to anyone, two, these thoughts only exist in my head. They don't exist on paper. They don't exist on text messages. They don't exist anywhere. Why are they happening in real life? And it was just very eerie, very weird feeling. And that's when, again, my therapist and I were kind of just like, maybe this happened for a reason. And that almost was like the answer that I needed. But then when I sat with myself and was like, okay, what do I need? What do I need for my just overall health and well-being? And the decision was to no longer have this job which again was so difficult for me, but repeating what I said earlier, I can always go back to it. I'm sure that I could find the job again very quickly, very easily. And um, it's not like this part of my life has to be forever. Um, And also too, like maybe, maybe that part of my life is not supposed to be forever. Uh, Maybe I'm not meant to go back to it, but the decision had to be made and now it's been made. Like I can't go back. And it's, it's fucking scary. Like it's really scary, especially when you know that you're making a certain amount of income and you've got, I think money is also too, just what really holds people on. And I, I mean, like, why wouldn't it, why wouldn't it, if you know, you're stable, it's consistent. It maybe if it has benefits and all that stuff, like why wouldn't you stay? Um, it's like the military. Why wouldn't you stay enlisted? (laughs) You get all this shit, you know, like, why wouldn't you? But, um, 
you have to make a hard decision. And it sometimes is the best decision that's for you. And people are not always going to understand it. And they're not always going to be supportive. And maybe the decision you're making is from a career that was kind of placed on your lap because of how you were raised as a kid, which I don't want to say that is um, my situation at all. But I will say that I, I had influences from growing up that definitely play a part in why I wanted to do this job. But yeah, it's not easy and it's scary and you just have to trust that you're doing the right thing, even if it feels like you're not. Definitely. So yeah, now that we've kind of reflected on our big life changes and things like that, it's going to be very interesting to see where we are when we come back for season three because Mm -hmm. I have goals for myself. You have goals for yourself. Um, Shit, what if this this might not even work out? I might <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say season three might come around and I might be like, all right, guys, I fucked up. I shouldn't have quit I shouldn't have quit this job. I shouldn't have taken on a new journey. But no, we're gonna stay hopeful, we're gonna stay positive. I think this actually is all good, but I am also interested to see where the fuck we're both gonna be. Because I have no idea. I have no idea. So much no can happen clue. in two months. Like, I mean, today it's... I it's, hope. I hope so much happens in two months. So much can happen in two months. I mean, it's, it's such a great time too because it's the end of the year and a lot of people like have goals and things like that. Like I know I personally have some goals. I make them every January. Actually, I make them on New Year's Eve. I sit down New Year's Eve and I write down all my stuff for my goals and personal, financial, professional, all that stuff. And so like when it comes down to the end of the year, you're like, okay, I got it. I really got to hammer down, get these things done in two months. So it'll be really interesting to see where we are at the start of season three. I'm really interested because I, so I don't make resolutions. I make vision boards and the vision board that I have made, I haven't looked at in months, in months. And all it is, is a poster board that has sticky notes on it. So I can move the sticky notes around to when I've completed a task and I haven't looked at it in months, but I know that the, the idea that I'm like, want to fulfill the, the job that I want to start is, um, on that board. So that would be crazy if I ended up like accomplishing that because that's something I didn't think I would be able to do. Um, Isn't that something though? Like when you first get a thought, when you first allow a thought to come into your mind and like, even if you're not speaking into existence, it's in your mind and it slowly becomes like part of your life. Like the universe starts showing you signs and like, Mm -hmm you're like, okay, maybe this is what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. So that's why vision boards are really good because really good. You're putting your thought onto a visual something. And I mean, so for me, like I don't have it hanging up in my bedroom. I actually have it like tucked away in a space that I can't see it. Um, but I know, obviously I know that it's there, but, um, it's just really good to have. And like I said, post-it notes, cause you can move it around. And the other cool thing too, is like, I did that I, I think I did that shortly after the new year. So that's that this idea has been there. I had the idea before I even wrote it down. So this idea has been in my mind for over a year, you know? So it's just cool to be like, like I don't want to put timestamps on things, but like it's cool to put a timestamp on some things and be like, holy fuck, like that's actually been an idea of mine for like two years. And holy fuck, I wrote it on this board 12 months ago 
and now it's a thing or now it's going to be a thing or, you know, I'm working towards it still being a thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's really important to do like a vision board or something so you can have it physically in front of you. You can take it out. You can move it around. You can touch it. Like, you know, um, virtual digital vision boards and, and notes like that are cool. And if they work for you, they work for you. I'm not one of those people. Like I am a visual person. I need to have it in front of me on paper where I can touch it. Like even a whiteboard. Yeah. So I, yeah, if there's one piece of advice I can give from this episode, it would be to do that. Like to make a vision board. Like do it right now. That also goes to show you that things don't just happen overnight. Sometimes they do. But, yeah. But like. That's true though. You know, you have this thought and it's it's not going to be the end of the world. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. going to happen overnight. You don't have to like scramble to figure things out. I think it, it happens when it's supposed to. Yeah, I agree. 100% great. Another another quote that I think is really relevant that is something I should probably just write down so I can see it every day. But the opportunity wouldn't present itself if you weren't ready. Yeah. And with all the things for me anyway, it's like, okay, this shitty thing happened. This shitty thing happened. I'm making a shitty but necessary decision and this is happening. But like – also, other things are kind of presenting themselves at the same time. So simultaneously, all these things are happening. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. But that quote, like, okay, the opportunity is actually presenting itself to you. If your eyes are open enough to see that, it's an opportunity. And um, it wouldn't present itself if it wasn't for you. Right. So I was going to say that there have been a lot of studies on like speaking things into existence and Mm -hmm. putting them on vision boards and just kind of just manifesting just manifesting period so that's a great quote because yes you can make things happen for yourself but if it wasn't meant for you then I don't think the universe would be aligning the way it should to make it happen yeah I think that I think that manifestation is a whole different episode topic because I could talk about it for years, but I will say, I think manifestation is 150% effective. And I also think it's a slight mind game in the best way because you are writing your goals down. You're speaking into existence, the things that you want. You're maybe talking with people, coworkers, friends, family about the things that you want. And so it's at the forefront of your mind. And because you're so passionate about whatever that is, you're kind of tricking your brain into staying positive instead of being negative all the time. So when you are positive, you're more open to things. And when you're more open to things, more opportunities come about. And when more opportunities come about, you have the opportunity to make decisions for what you want to do. And I just think that it's like so cool because if you could just tell your younger self that shit, you know, and, um, but manifestation is effective. It works. And it really is just like a sneaky little mind game to keep to make you more positive. It's a mind. It's so it's such sure. a it's such a weird thing. I know. I had read a book one time for lifestyle and you know just preparing yourself for life and things like that. Anyways, I was reading this one book and it said to shift your words. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, oh, I want to be a singer, for example, I want to be a singer. You say, I am a singer. I am this. I Mm -hmm. am wealthy. I am whatever. If you keep telling yourself that you are something, 
before you even become it, you, yeah, you eventually become it just, just naturally. It's a mindset. That makes, yeah. And it makes sense too. It's so weird to like think about different perspectives because I have affirm, my stomach is crying. I heard it. I have, (laughs) sorry guys. I have affirmations that I'd say with Luca and we used to say them every day, but as he gets older, it's a little bit harder. He's like, mommy, no, I don't want to. I don't care. And I'm like, okay. So, but we have affirmations where he says, I am strong. I am kind. I am friendly. Like all these things. And he, he truly is all of those things, but it's the concept of telling your child the things that they are so that they will believe that and become it. Exactly. So as a, as adults, like, why the fuck are we not doing the same thing? Right. You know, we don't have our parents, uh, you know, above our heads before bedtime being like, I'm strong. I am kind. I'm, you know? Yeah. So, like, we have to do that for ourselves. And it's hard because we're busy people and we don't take that extra time. But, like, it is very important. And I totally agree with that. Like, we're teaching – we teach kids this. So why are we not – instilling it in our adult selves right it that can go with literally anything in your life literally anything like i am a good Mm -hmm. mom what i am doing is great like just just literally anything you need to start speaking to yourself like you are something because you are and that's what you'll become and that's what you'll convey so a hundred percent just a little word change you know what i mean yeah, it really does make an impact. It really, really does. It's, it's again, it's the same thing when you talk to kids. Like, I have shifted the way that I speak to Luca because I have noticed from trial and error and also just from following, you know, accounts and stuff that teach you how to parent in certain ways. I have noticed that when I shift the way that I speak to him or I flip flop my sentences and change my language, he uh, receives it better. So and like, he, he does, he does what I ask totally more effective. And, uh, it's just crazy. Cause, and you know, sometimes I wonder like, how would this be if I didn't have a kid and would I be able to obtain all of these mental notes? Because I wouldn't be doing it on a daily basis with a child if I didn't have a child. Right. So when you have a kid, like your perspective changes and you try to do certain things differently. And then you kind of having a kid, you also learn more about yourself and it's totally doable to do this without a kid. But if you're a parent listening, I think that's also something to keep in mind is like, you're teaching your kid things, but like you're teaching yourself those things too. Exactly. So also I want you guys to take a shot for re-listen to this episode. Please take a shot for every time I've said totally. I've said it. I've said it like fifteen times. I thought you were gonna say like because you and I say like a lot, and I, I think that I was very good this episode. But watch me go back and edit it, and I'm gonna be very. <laughs> it was like it was like the sixth totally that I realized I had said it six times. I didn't even notice. Oh my god, but you're gonna notice. I'm gonna notice. <laughs> Part of me was kind of wondering if I should do an ad that's like, "Hey guys, so." It's me. I want you guys to take a shot for me down to Julie. Um, <laughs> so I love saying totally. Nobody ever says it. I love saying totally. I, I think I say Anyways. totally. There's just some words oh, that you time. just like are part of your vocab. Anyways, back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's like there's like three or four words that I use that people just don't use anymore. And I guess it makes me old. I don't know. But um, – yeah, there. I can't even think right now. Besides, totally. But <laughs> there are words that like that my my cheerleaders would be like, "What the fuck are you saying, coach?" And I'm like, "Totally, you've never heard that. Like, you've never heard that before." 
like dang with this topic i think this was a great topic to talk about because i like we mentioned a lot of people can relate to it i think if there's anything that you can take away from this episode it should be to trust your gut trust your heart in a decision even if it feels like it's a hard decision a hard choice a hard conversation make that hard choice because with that feeling comes reward over time and again if you have that feeling then that's kind of like the universe telling you hey you probably should make this choice because if it's bringing that much mental physical emotional strain then you need to exit out of your life and let something new and healthier come on in so that would be the best takeaway from today and with all of this all these changes all these heavy feelings because they are heavy like we can acknowledge that it's not light shit that you know you're feeling and going through and um so over the next couple of months before we return for season three mariah what are you what are your plans personal plans business plans anything um i'm definitely going to enjoy the holidays with my family if you know me, you know that Christmas is my jam and I'm mm-hmm. so excited to have a kid for it. So I, I'm just like ready for the holidays. So personally, I'm going to be soaking all of that in. I'm hoping to at least make one sale by the end of the year. That's a little. That'd be so exciting. That's just a little uh, business uh, goal for myself. I would like to make at least one sale. And if I don't, that's okay. And I don't know. I know we have a trip planned together, so that'll be fun. Guys, stick yeah. around for that because we have some things planned for our little trip that Annie and I are yes. going to take with our, our families. Um, I don't know. What do you have planned? Do you have anything anything exciting? I don't have anything too exciting. I would probably say similar things to you. So I real like Luca is at such an incredible age right now where he is just so excited about everything like Halloween he doesn't really understand the concept of it um it is a weird concept when you think about it (laughs) it's a very it's a very weird concept like when I had told him like hey buddy it's Halloween he was just like okay no it's not and I'm like okay next year you'll get it more but um he is at such a fun age where he knows who Santa is. He understands um, parties and celebrating. So this holiday season is going to probably be the most fun it's been. Last year was a lot of fun, and he was only two. Um, so this year is going to be way better. He was two and a half last uh, Christmas. So this year will be more exciting. Um I'll probably do like more holiday activities with him, yeah. you know, like going outside and sprinkling the reindeer oh. food and all that stuff. I would, oh, I love that stuff as a oh kid. Um, and then decorating stuff and all that, you know, holiday ish. But um, yeah, business wise, I don't really have, I don't want to uh, make it feel pressured for myself to do anything, but I would like to find a space to, take on this next like part of my career I think that's that's my goal and if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't because I do want to make sure it's the right space and it is quality and it's what I want it to be um but I also don't want to bite off more than I can chew I don't know so that's just that's that's uh 
I'm just having like a little manifestation moment where I'm like, okay, maybe our goals will align and your business goal will hit my business goal because your goal will be my goal if you're picking up what I'm putting down. That would, I am picking up what you're putting down and that would be so fucking (laughs) iconic. That'd be hilarious. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be incredible. So that's my, that's my plan. Um, Yeah. I'm very excited for you because we, you have just been talking about this new business venture for so long. And I think it's, I think it's the time. I think this is the time that you, I think it's the time too. I I am very good at making excuses for myself. Like, man, I can't do it because of this or man, I can't do it because of that. But I'm like, things are aligning now for you to where it's like, almost a no-brainer you know I know it's like it's one of those situations where it's all in front of me it's I'm kind of like pretending I can't see any of it though yeah. it's like I have blindfolds on and I'm pretending like, like it's not it's all there. right in fucking front of me <laughs> yeah like exactly. I'm outside, but I'm, I'm like gonna... I can't see it and literally it's right in front of my eyeballs so yeah those are my goals I'm gonna keep it very open let the universe do its thing um Again, I think it's good timing. That'd be so cool if our goals could align. Yeah. That would that would make a good episode for a season oh three, episode God. one. Did you imagine we come back and we're like, guess the bitches? What? <laughs> guess what happened? <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, if you're listening all the way to the fucking end of this shit. I know then, this is uh, a very long episode. This was a good episode though. I really I really like the the topic because I don't I don't just I don't know people that talk about this stuff. No. Because everyone likes to put on a front that they have their shit together and, Mm -hmm. you know, what they are is who they are and, you know what I mean? It's completely. But I'm so excited and I know that we do have some listeners that probably made it through this whole episode, (laughs) Um, Mm. which we love you. (laughs) We love you. Thanks for listening to us. Um, It's been so much fun this season. I've had a grand old time. Me too. I know that we took a – we had a little hiatus. Um, forgive us. We took a couple. Or I think our, I think our plan for next season is to really try. We were on our pre-recording schedule, like so good, and then you know life happens, shit hits the fan. We're busy, mom stuff, work stuff. But I think, I think our ideal situation would be to try and record ahead of time. That way, that we can keep a schedule. Um, but again, shit happened. So and it's kind of nice. It's nice to record in real time because then you guys have I agree. an idea of what's going on with our lives and things like that, whether you care or yeah. not. But pre recording is so convenient, convenient, especially just for being consistent. But I agree. I think being real time too is also nice because then you're, like your conversation is relevant. Yeah. So we'll definitely so. have to make a uh, vision board for our podcast so that we can yeah. get our shit together. Together forever. Ooh, yeah. Cheetos, oh. amigas, friends for, friends for life. Oh, my God. That's our nice photo shoot. <laughs> I <love that>. Incredible. <laughs> I got oh, it. Uh, My stomach is uh, screaming at me. Yes, this is our time to uh, sign off. Say sayonara. Thank you. Love you. All the things. All the things. And uh, we'll be back in January. I'm so excited for what we have planned for January. Crazy. We got to get our shit together. No, really, though. Really, though. We'll be better season three. (laughs) No, we will. (laughs) Knock on wood. (laughs) Knock on wood. Knock on it. 
Uh, all right, guys. Well, we will catch you in season three. Thanks for tuning in to our season two finale. See you in 2023. 2023, season three, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs>